Welcome to Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, there's a SPAC, expanded FDA approval, more of the common, and two B's, two A's. The views expressed on Life Science today are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations with which they are affiliated. Zyversa is going public through a $109 million SPAC. This deal is surprising in its mechanism of action as well as the total capital raised. As you may recall from the 2020 and 2021 special acquisition company Flurry, a large number of the deals were hundreds of millions of dollars and many passed a billion dollars in the biotech space. To put some data to the volume and scale, and there are a range of sources here, but going from CB Insights, there were 300 SPACs funded at more than $82 billion in Q1 of 2021 and just 65 deals at $8.5 billion in Q1 of 2022. That's an 80% cut in the number of deals and a 90% cut in the value. By basic math, each individual deal is on average half the size. Data suggests there were even fewer deals in Q2. These changes come from regulators as well as market changes. And I think the general consensus is that hundreds of companies going rapidly public through SPACs is probably suboptimal for long-term market stability. But they still have an appeal to biotech companies who don't want to place a hold on all their critical activities when going through the long capital raising process. Zyversa itself is a clinical stage biotech company with one renal candidate and phase one studies and a few other targets in preclinical stage. Based on their overall pipeline and phase, this is a fairly modest raise with the company expecting to bring in just $83 million after closing. A sizable sum in any industry but biotech. Insight Corporation earned expanded FDA approval for their Jack 1, Jack 2 inhibitor cream sold as Opzellera. The expanded approval allows for the treatment of the autoimmune mediated disease vitiligo, which causes the death of pigmented cells in areas of the skin. The cream was approved to treat atopic dermatitis last September. The FDA delayed the vitiligo approval in mid-March of this year, but it now has cleared. With a new approval in hand, Insight hopes to expand to additional conditions, including hand eczema and pediatric dermatitis, pending the results of other pivotal studies. The active ingredient, ruxolitinib, is the same as in Insight's leading multi-billion dollar medication, Jacafri. There have been a range of new therapeutics emerging for autoimmune-mediated skin conditions recently, so Insight's Opzellera finds itself among an increasingly crowded field. Insight appears optimistic that the JAK inhibitor sales could eventually reach as much as $1.5 billion a year in the dermatology space. This latest approval should help keep them on track. Last week, we noted that Pliant Therapeutics raised $200 million in an oversubscribed common stock offering. This buoyed their overall stock and allowed them to reset with some capital for the next phase of development. In a remarkably similar story, Revolution Medicines has raised $230 million at $20 a share in a common stock offering. 
The oncology biotech has raised the money to advance their RAS inhibitor portfolio, which includes three phase one candidates and a phase two candidate in partnership with Sanofi. These raises may result in some value dilution, but for biotechs who need capital to continue clinical development, options may be thin on the ground. The positive news in both of these stories is that the offering didn't tank their overall stock prices. There were several funding rounds worth noting last week. First up, Frontera Therapeutics has raised a $160 million Series B. The company, based in both the United States and China, has simultaneously announced the FDA acceptance of their IND for the first-in-human studies of their leading gene therapy candidate. The therapy is based off their Apex platform for AAV-associated gene therapies. I should note here, their first IND is actually targeting Leber's congenital amaurosis, which is a rare degenerative retinal disease. This would not be strange, except there is already a gene therapy for the exact same condition, sold as Luxterna by Spark Therapeutics. Like most gene therapy companies, Frontera is likely going to try and mix in a platform with a broad pipeline to attract co-development partners to drive forward a range of therapeutics. And while their pipeline is early stage, with a lead candidate that already has a gene therapy, it may result in a more expedited pathway to approval, thereby validating their larger pipeline and their platform. For now, $160 million is a quite a respectable Series B in this market. Camp 4 Therapeutics has raised a $100 million Series B, just a year after their $45 million Series A. Their platform is focused on RNA regulation in the relatively biologically fraught field of attempting to tune up or down protein expression by targeting RNA rather than DNA. There are a lot of reasons this strategy can be useful. For example, it's theoretically tunable and reversible. It also may allow access to certain conditions where gene therapy is not a pragmatic approach to protein expression regulation. These funds will be used by Camp4 to continue developing their preclinical platform. Foresight Robotics has raised a $55 million Series A to develop a fully robotic cataract surgery. With 28 million procedures a year globally, cataract surgery represents a leading ocular surgery. This is a common, direct, and well-understood surgical procedure. Automated robots doing eye surgery sounds both very cool and a thing of the future. But with a solid opening salvo, Foresight is looking to the future. RN Therapeutics has raised a $48 million Series A to drive forward a pipeline pulled straight from a pitch deck, including the words novel oncology, machine learning, multi-omics, and the all-important keyword platform. Now, lest it seem like RN is another basically indistinguishable on the surface oncology biotech, I should note they are taking a specific approach around oncology cell differentiation to target specific pathways and slow cells' ability to divide. They're planning to do this using some top-down machine learning approaches. It's hard to say how much under-the-hood development there is, but I would call this a truly early-stage biotech venture. Thanks for joining me for Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. Learn more on lifesciencetodaypodcast.com. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson. I'll see you next week.